have to have a big, beautiful burp for right when I hit that record button, but it just didn't, it didn't work out. I apologize. I'm sorry. Mm. (laughs) Andy was promised this the other night when you were talking about the wet ones you were having or whatever. (laughs) No, Steve. Whatever. It was steamy. You know what I'm talking about when you do a soda burp and it, and you have to like blow out the steam. Yeah, yeah. I actually, in this case, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. That motion that he's doing. That's what I'm. That's doing. what. That's what Andy won. That he was like, she should record it next time. So. Yeah, that one was outrageous. It's 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 you're it's. I think the problem is it's a lot of carbonation, and you're such a little person. I you know. just can't. You can't contain it. I know it. Oh. I know it. Look at these cute kittens. So, hi. What up? Let's do this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have anything creative. I don't know why. I was I was trying to think of something and it just nope, didn't happen. You're all tapped out. I guess. Weird. All tapped out. I'm fueled by pancakes and omelet right now. Mm. Yeah, we did a breakfast for dinner. Mm. Try to carbo load before our hike tomorrow. Love it. So that's my story. What are you up to? What's new? Nothing. I had some of those uh, frozen things I sent you pictures of oh. for dinner. Oh, what'd you have? Which one? Um, I had the Morning Star, whatever those things, the taquito things or whatever they were. Were they good? They were good. Those were definitely good. Um, the popcorn chickens just tasted like popcorn chicken, but they had like a kick to them. I wasn't terribly wowed. Um, and I had some onion rings that I didn't make from last time we made. The garbage, the garbage <laughs> dinner. Uh, it was. <laughs> we never posted. We should post a picture of that. That's what we should post. I know. A of. We also have to post a picture of our sadness, actual sadness pizza, um, because we said we would and we did not. And uh, I think it was Katie sent us a message because she wants to see the sadness pizza. Oh, oh God. Fuck. All right. <laughs> uh, I will post it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll post it. And now I'm just thinking about I would like I was so excited about your new frozen foods. I was so excited about my pancakes and now like I all know, of I brought you down. Uh, seriously, like like just like a balloon or for those of you that play Animal Crossing, it's like when you take your slingshot and you shoot the balloon out of the sky and the present just drops. That's what just happened to me. I just dropped dead. Anyways, yes, we'll post it. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But trust me, we're really just trying to save you from yourself in this instance. Um, yeah, I'm excited about those taquito things. Yeah, they were good. Did you, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. What? I was going to say, did you air fry them? So, okay, so here's the thing. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, a couple things. Number one, when I made all of our garbage food the other day, some of the Annie's pizza roll things leaked some cheese. So I need to clean my air fryer basket, and I haven't done it yet. Um, but also, I actually wanted it to take longer to cook because I was trying to clean. And so I, cook, I, I did everything in the oven, and I think – that that was part of my downfall because the oven doesn't make it as crispy. Mm-hmm. So and I, you know, I like a crunch. So uh, um, 
I think everything is probably better in the air fryer, but today I actually used the oven. Um, I, I honestly could not be more shocked than I am <laughs> I in this very moment. I know it. I know. I know I love a good air fry. I know. That's so strange. I it's, know. But, I mean, yeah. all right. Well, now you know. They were good. They were. You mm-hmm. can say they were good in the oven, so they're just mm-hmm. going to be better in the air fryer. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting. I was really, I mean, I was, you know, I like anything even lightly spicy. So the, the popcorn chicken, all right, cool. But, like, yeah, those taquito things looked mad good. Yeah, the taquitos were really good. Those little popcorn chickens just tasted like the other ones. They just have a slight kick to them. That's all. Yeah. I want real spicy things, but mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, che- like, too cheesy in the taquitos? No. Good. No, they were good. Excellent. Yeah, 10 out of 10 will eat again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll launch into other. Oh, this is a B Spot podcast, a veganish survival podcast for best friends who I would say are barely getting by, but hey, we're doing our best. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, right before we started uh, <laughs> recording, I was sitting here on the couch thinking about how, like, I am so fucking tired. And it's like, you remember how we had, we've had mono for like years? Yes. Yeah. It it's like that, but like I'm I'm not just tired in in the in that kind of a way. My like eyes are tired. I'm like actually like I feel tired. Yeah. And I'm like, but why? Like I'm not really doing anything that strenuous. And then, you know, I remembered <laughs> pandemic, depression. We get to take our masks off now, like all of these things. And that's why I'm tired. I would like to submit a request to be able to not wear a bra and not get strange looks. Because that still happens, let's be honest, folks. Like, you don't mm-hmm. wear a bra and people are like, still give you a little bit of side eye. And if people mm-hmm. can walk around with their faces out now, I'm just making that. I'd like yeah. to submit a request for that as well. Yeah. Like I said, we're hanging out. Hang out with your face wang out. And I am not here for it, personally. No. Personally, no. and I, I, I also want to say that I am pleasantly surprised by the fact that the majority of the people I know follow on social media, et cetera, et cetera, like I don't really see a lot of celebrating. Mm-hmm. I mostly see a lot of, yeah, this is a terrible idea. And that pleases me. Mm-hmm. That pleases me um, because, again, like, I, you know, I like to keep my circle filled with you know, good folks, and uh, I don't want any ass hats hanging around. And so I'm glad to see that most people that I know or associate with, for the most part, are like, yeah, this is not, this is not wise. You know, I, I, I get it. I sure. Um, chaos. Uh, because what happened was in the world that we live in with the internet. And I saw it on Instagram. It was like, CDC says masks no longer required for anyone vaccinated. Okay. But, and then Biden said that was fine. Good to go. Okay. But it still comes down to what we like to call the separation of federal and state. And down mm-hmm. to counties. And down to individual businesses. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's that aspect of it of, like, you fucking Joe Dirt, again, down the road, is like, well, I don't have to wear a mask anymore. But, like, that's not the case. In fact, New York State, it's still required indoors. Right. But mm-hmm. Joe Dirt is going to see, well, the 
Biden said, I don't have to wear a mat. No, not quite. And it's going to be, it's also, it's not just going to be Biden said, it's going to be like, well, that's your guy. That's your guy. Right. He said it. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> you libtards wanted him in office and he said it. And he said it. Yeah. Your guy. Your guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And I just feel bad for, I think of like Superior and like the, the places I go that are small businesses. Cause like, you know, Target doesn't really enforce shit. Or no. anything, but like the small businesses are going to be like, no, leave, you know, and I would. And you know, and you know what's like the like kind of shitty thing about that in both cases? Like, the part of the reason why Target doesn't enforce it is because like it's almost like the opposite where like, you know, a little company like Superior or even like if you went to the mall, I would imagine like, you know, I'm sure Lush goes through it and things like that. A smaller sized company store, what have you like can't like what are they gonna do you know what i mean like if you make a big scene and you you are like refuse like they're what what are they actually gonna do right aside from ask you to leave and and try to enforce it until you leave whereas a big store like target the supermarket walmart whatever like it's almost like so big that they can't enforce it because they're so big and they're just kind of like whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's almost like the opposite kind of a thing and also I know like if you if if you were to in any capacity whether you're a small company or a large company whatever if it were to escalate to the point where you had to call law enforcement they're not going to do anything so what's the point you know what I mean like the only person who can actually in theory in theory enforce the law would be law enforcement but they're not going to do anything so if they're not going to do anything what's the point well what's the unless point? you're black you know what I mean right 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 and then they'll in in which case you better put that mask on right (laughs) but like so yeah it's a mess it's like it's a catch-22 I guess no matter who and where you are no and Um, like of course again like we've said and this is just we're not medical professionals folks in case you haven't caught on to that yet this is an opinion podcast you don't like it mm -hmm. sorry not sorry but an an aggressively an aggressive opinion a pod podcast strong opinions over here at the v spot yeah we have opinions and we talk about I them do. I do. and like you know it, my concern is also uh you know the joe dirt your guy said i don't have to do it well joe dirt isn't vaccinated and joe dirt was never going to get vaccinated but right. he doesn't want to wear that mask because it never worked to begin with so he's glad to whip his wang out yeah. You know, and so and there are people who are immunocompromised. There are people who, again, you can still get the disease and just not possibly die from it. You know, like there's still right. um, other things to consider. And, you know, when I told Andy the other day, I was frustrated, like he said, and this is what made me think about it, because keep in mind, Andy's on our side, too, obviously. Um, it was just that, well, maybe this is like the CDC attempt to to motivate people well hey if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask and i'm like here's the thing and i told you this kathleen which because we didn't introduce ourselves i danny Mm -hmm. told this Mm -hmm. to kathleen um that if you needed to be motivated to get a vaccine to begin with then you're the kind of moron that is just never gonna do it sorry like (laughs) it just you, you shouldn't have to be motivated to save lives like what Right. So we'll see how this goes. Um, You know, and I do want to point out we are not recluse. We're not just like staying in our houses forever. Like we've gone out. Um, 
dined indoors, uh, you know, (laughs) mask off at the tables and stuff like that. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. And did you see what Andy just sent us? Because that's the best thing. Oh, I'm going to let you I'm going to I'm going to let you (laughs) say it because that's a very you thing. Go ahead. That that is just the most perfect thing. Um, the tweet is from Michael Harriet, and the quote said, "This is this is great." It says, "You don't have to wear a condom if she's on the pill." The CDC apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most perfect thing yes. I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That was that cut deep. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh. Well, there's that. I mean, I will be wearing a mask for the unforeseeable future. You know, like we said, outdoors, uh, when we go hiking, I no longer have to think about pulling a mask up. Mm -hmm. There's very few people going 4,000 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going to change, though. Yes, that is going to change. That's going to change. But, you know, generally speaking, I'll have it on me. If I can keep a distance, if it's somewhere, you know, that I can move past someone or move off to the side or even away from people, I'm probably okay. Um, the indoors, I'm still going to wear a mask. Grocery stores, mm-hmm. I'm still going to wear a mask. Dining, I'm still going to yeah. wear a mask until I sit down and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to wear lipstick again. I would love to to go back to what I, you know, remember before COVID times. But, like... Listen, uh, we're not ready. We, of all places, America should not get to operate on the honor system. Like, we should not be trusted to make good choices. No, 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 no. I do like, um, like, the, I sent you the Berlin and Troy, like, you can only go there if you're vaccinated and you show them your Excelsior pass. And I think that's great. Like, let like that's fine by me let's do that yeah. you know what Fuck i mean yeah. like if more small more small places wanted to do that i'm about it mm-hmm. 100% agree and i hope more places do mm-hmm. like go ahead ask and say like hey if you're vaccinated you don't want to come in with a mask then uh prove it because mm-hmm. i was thinking i was talking to jordan about the whole no mask thing and i was saying to him that um uh, I, you know i hope that new york state keeps the mask mandate because uh you know that debbie and all her friends who sit next to us at all these broadway shows are not going to be wearing masks oh i know and that's i i'm gonna lose my ever-loving mind if debbie thinks that she's sitting anywhere near me without a mask for two and a half hours Mm -hmm. no (laughs) no deb no i i'm hoping i'm hoping especially if you can't distance I know, like, if, because they're because theaters are opening at full capacity in September. Correct. It's not it's not small capacity anymore. No. So like that's that's a full uh, theater full of people. Yep, and that's so that's like my main thing is like if you're gonna if, if you're gonna open, and could we have three different shows booked right now, three, uh, three. Yeah, we have three, three and more pending. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. like. I, I'm all for it. We're all for it. We're going to show up. But like, I hope, I hope to God they are not just going to be like, well, no one has to wear masks, even though there's going to be, what, 200, 300, 400 people, depending on the theater, packed into a, mm-hmm. a spot. Yeah. So. That sounds like a nightmare. So let's it's hope. It's already going to be so weird to like be near people. Like, please just have a mask on when I'm near you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is going to be weird. Very weird. We should, um, <laughs> we can take turns being the person who gets to sit in the middle between the other two people that we know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's perfect. Because <laughs> at least right now there's three shows and then we can rock, paper, scissors for the last yeah. one to see who gets to be the one sitting in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That works out well. Oh, man. Fucking silly. So we'll see. Chaos. Um, do do good for people, other people around you. Um, yeah. I don't know. More good stuff, though. What's a good thing we can talk about? Mm, uh, you had a, a thing. I feel like I had a few things, and I don't remember any of them. We should, like, write them down. Because the thing is, the thing is, is usually you'll text me something and be like, remind me to talk about this on the podcast. And I'll go, okay. And but then who's going to remind you? Nobody <laughs> reminds me. You should text in the group with me and Andy. That's what you should do. Because A, I won't remember. And B, we talk all day, all every time. day. And so I finding know. something back in our text is not easy. I know. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I had, I have the, um, the, the prologue from Untamed mm-hmm. that we can talk about. Um, and, and I guess that can also sort of somewhat relate into the got milk thing that I sent mm. you because both of those are kind of going to be me yelling about the patriarchy, which is really what this podcast has become. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just, it's just me yelling about the patriarchy. Nope, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it. Uh, it is what it is, I guess. Oh it man, what to do? Uh, all right. Well, let's tell me about the prologue. All right. So, is it? I don't. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. Is it obnoxious if I read it? Let me see. I don't. It's. I mean, it's long. I don't want to like be obnoxious, but. Okay, I'll I'll read part of it. I'll like cut out this little beginning part here. Um, so uh, the book is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, um, and she. I had to Google it because I'm listening to it on audiobook. I don't have the actual book, mm-hmm. um, but luckily the internet has everything. So um, the prologue starts with her telling a story about taking her daughters to the zoo. Um, and she's talking about being uh, at the cheetah run and they bring out the zookeeper brings out a golden retriever. I think it is. She brings out a dog um, and uh, oh no, it's a Labrador. And they introduce the Labrador Labrador and explain that the Labrador is Tabitha, the cheetah's best friend. And Tabitha does everything that uh, Minnie, the Labrador, does. So they have Minnie run the cheetah run Um and ha- while Tabitha is watching her and they've got this like little toy like stuffed rabbit tied to um, a jeep it looks like and the jeep takes off and the dog chases it and Tabitha watches and then the idea is that Tabitha sees her best friend do it so then Tabitha does mm-hmm. it right so um all right so that's like the beginning part of it and then I'm gonna read I'll read the rest of the story um okay 
Finally, it was time for Tabitha's big moment. We counted down in unison. Five, four, three, two, one. The zookeeper slid open the cage door and the bunny took off once again. Tabitha bolted out, laser focused on the bunny, a spotted blur. She crossed the finish line within seconds. The zookeeper whistled and threw her a stake. Tabitha pinned it to the ground with her oven mitt paws, hunkered down in the dirt, and chewed while the crowd clapped. I didn't clap. I felt queasy. The taming of Tabitha felt familiar. I watched Tabitha gnawing that stake in the zoo dirt and thought, day after day, this wild animal chases dirty pink bunnies down in, well-worn, in the well-worn narrow path they cleared for her, never looking left or right, never catching that damn bunny, settling instead for a store-bought stake and the distracted approval of sweaty strangers. Obeying the zookeeper's every command, just like Minnie, the lab, she's been trained to believe she is, unaware that if she remembered her wildness just for a moment, she could tear those zookeepers to shreds. When Tabitha finished her stake, the zookeeper opened a gate that led to a small fenced field. Tabitha walked through the gate closed by, and the gate closed behind her. The zookeeper picked up her megaphone again and asked for questions. A young girl, maybe nine years old, raised her hand and asked, isn't Tabitha sad? Doesn't she miss the wild? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, the zookeeper said. Can you ask that again? The child's mother said louder, she wants to know if Tabitha misses the wild. The zookeeper smiled and said, no, Tabitha was born here. She doesn't know any different. She's never even seen the wild. This is a good life for Tabitha. She's much safer here than she would be out in the wild. While the zookeeper began sharing facts about cheetahs born into captivity, my older daughter Tish nudged me and pointed to Tabitha. There in that field, away from Minnie and the zookeepers, Tabitha's posture had changed. Her head was high and she was stalking the periphery, tracing the boundaries the fence created. Back and forth, back and forth, stopping only to stare somewhere beyond the fence. It was like she was remembering something. She looked regal and a little scary. Tish whispered to me, Mommy, she turned wild again. I nodded at Tish and kept my eyes on Tabitha as she stalked. I wish I could ask her, what's happening inside you right now? I knew what she'd tell me. She'd say something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. I imagine fenceless, wide open savannas. I want to run and hunt and kill. I want to sleep under an ink black silent sky filled with stars. It's all so real I can taste it. Then she'd look back at the cage, the only home she's ever known. She'd look at the smiling zookeepers, the bored spectators, and her panting, bouncing, begging best friend, the lab. She'd sigh and say, I should be grateful. I have a good enough life here. It's crazy to long for what doesn't even exist. I'd say, Tabitha, you are not crazy. You are a goddamn cheetah. Mm-hmm. All right, go. Go. <laughs> it's... It's funny because I read this last year. Mm-hmm. I want to say during the pandemic, I got it out of the library. Yeah, yeah, I remember when it came out. Um, and it was very. I mean, it's a it's a very good book. It is fucking amazing, and I don't, I don't remember quite reading it in the light that like hearing it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. I decided to read it because Robert is obsessed with it and won't stop talking about it. And so I was like, okay, fine. I will read this book. I'm trying to like improve my life. I love books like this. I'll do it. I'd never, I have her other book, Love Warrior. And um, it's interesting because now that I'm reading this, I understand 
what how Love Warrior came to be. And I'm like, oh, okay, I might reread that again because maybe I would enjoy it more. But um, I never picked this up because Glennon Doyle is kind of known f- or was known when she wrote Love Warrior as being like pretty Christian and like very family like she went through this whole thing that obviously she talks about in Untamed but like she wasn't really my cup of tea with Love Warrior so I was like "Ah, I don't know and when this came out I was like do we really need another white lady telling us how to better our lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I was like I've I've got my Brene Brown I don't need Glennon Doyle right but I decided to get this because I had all these credits for Audible and Robert is like obsessed he has like 20 untamed tattoos like he's obsessed with her so I was like all right I'll I'll give it a go And I texted Christy after I read that first chapter, the cheetah story, the prologue. I texted Christy and I was like, you got to get this book Mm -hmm. because I I listened to that story and it totally made me cry because I was like, I 100% understand what she's trying to say. Yes, women are caged and, and told that they have to live a certain life and they don't know any different. Like I understand the analogy. But then I also texted you because in the also in the back of my head, I was like, do you think that Glennon Doyle still goes to the zoo? <laughs> Do you think right. that she had this realization about how Tabitha shouldn't be in the right. zoo and how she should be living a different life? But do you think she still goes to the zoo? I like it's an interesting <laughs> thing because I like what you're supposed to read is is the the story of women. That's yeah. that's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to read into it. Um and like that's what I read it as. It didn't even because like it didn't even occur to me to ask that question. I don't know why, but it didn't even occur to me to be like, but did she take anything away from that? As far as I know, interesting. I know I'd be very curious um, because I feel like that we see that like all the time. It's even kind of like what I was when we talked about ecofeminism and. Um, all the relationships between um, the earth and climate change and all these things and like you know but then and people read that or they understand that and they still don't make a different choice or they still don't make an adjustment or what have you and so I'm like did she take her her daughters to the zoo did she and her wife take their daughters to the zoo and she had this moment where she realized how upsetting it was watching this wild cat this big wild cat be tamed she says it herself she was sick to her stomach because she saw herself in that cheetah but what about the cheetah though like did she put it together enough where she maybe she doesn't go to the zoo anymore or maybe she's like oh shit like there's a link between the way we treat women and the way that we treat animals and the way that we treat things that we deem lesser or what have you you know so I don't know. I just like it, it moved me, I f- obviously, for like, you know, the, the obviously the whole the what it's like to be a woman side of things. But also I was like, huh, I wonder if she knows what she wrote. <laughs> well, and I mean, to that extent, you know, like someone who is so and, and we can't expect everybody who is, you know, thinking about women's rights to do animals and vice versa, blah, 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 blah. We know it doesn't always, you don't have to do all of it. However, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if you're making a direct one-to-one comparison like this, where it's, mm-hmm. like, very obvious, like, you're saying mm-hmm. this animal is tamed and mm-hmm. sad, but it, did it register, you know, or did you just make the comparison? Right. Or did it really right. sink in, like, oh... It's not 
just she, you know, Tabitha is not just an example of me, not for a metaphor for me. She's actually like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, she's obviously Glennon Doyle's a very enlightened person when it comes to, you know, not being someone that you're not and all these other like, you know, going for what you need and all these different things and, you know, fighting for oppressed people or anyone who's living a life they shouldn't be. But to your point, you know, what about zoos? What about eating animals? Mm -hmm. You know, like if Mm -hmm. she's saying that it's not, you know, it's not okay to tame someone and, you know, all of that. What, what about a pig? (laughs) Right. Right. You know, she's right. someone, I guess, like that, who is so, you know, enlightened, different than the rest of us, knows quite a bit, has learned quite a bit in their lifetime. I'd love to know if she has taken anything away from that. Right. I just Googled uh, to see if there's any any uh, knowledge about whether or not um, Glennon Doyle is vegan, vegetarian, anything like that. Um, does not appear that she is i'm not seeing anything uh, bummer but yeah yeah that's a bit of a bummer for me i mean yeah i guess again you don't have to be everything but i don't know yeah man yeah how far have you gotten into the book uh, uh, let me look at Audible because I don't know because Audible. I'm two hours into it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I'm on Let It Burn. Okay. I don't know what chapter that is. But that's that's where I'm at. I've got six hours left. Well, you'll have to give us some more feedback on what you take away from it and see if there's any other comparisons in there or anything I will. that ties in. I will. I definitely will. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I actually, oddly enough, I almost never feel this way. Um, she reads it and I don't love her voice. Really? Yeah. I almost never feel that way when the author reads their own book. Um, but I don't love her voice. And I'm sure, to be fair, I have never listened to Brene Brown on Audible. I've listened to her podcast here and there, but I've never listened to her read her own book. And there's definitely a different voice for like reading a book than podcasting. Mm-hmm. But I think what I don't like about Glennon Doyle's voice is she talks so softly. Like she would read, like, let me, I'll do, like she would say, okay, are you mm-hmm. ready? Yep. <laughs> she's like I can't even do it. Um she she she's okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't do it. <laughs> but she talks so softly, it's almost like a little kid. Oh no. You know, <gasps> like then she'd look back at the cage, the only home she'd ever nope. known. She'd look at the smiling zookeepers nope. like nope. that. There is absolutely no Tabitha, way. Nope. <laughs> Tabitha, you are not crazy. Nope. You are a goddamn cheetah. Nope. Like that. <laughs> nope. It's like that. It's very like little kiddish. Nope. Very oh, soft. Nope. Yeah. There's there's no yeah. way that I would mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't listen. And again, love I love her. I do I do enjoy the mm-hmm. book. Um like I, I don't know more about like her mm-hmm. ins and outs, obviously like I, we talked about, but I yeah, I have Love Warrior if you, if you ever want to. Oh read yeah, it. yeah, I would. Um, but I would never listen. I would never, and I mean, 
I don't know. I remember back in the day uh, listening to My Favorite Murder. They annoyed me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I still don't love George's voice. It has improved. <laughs> Um, I don't, uh, maybe I'm used to it. I, I'm not quite as annoyed by it. I've always liked Karen's voice, but George has always kind of annoyed me. Um, but I get really, whenever somebody tells me that they listen to this podcast, I'm like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Because I think I'm annoying. I was just going to say, so- I mean, not everybody can have voices <laughs> of angels like we have. So. Um, I remember when we started this podcast, Christy said that we had really good like radio voices. And I was like, oh, God, I don't think I do at all. But then she also listened to my interview on normalizing non-monogamy. And she said the same thing. She's like, you have such a good podcasting voice. And I was like, I really don't, though. I think I'm so annoying. (laughs) But whatever, I guess. Whatever. I just I always want to know like what what people sound like in their own heads. I know that sounds stupid, but like to me, I have a deep, like a fairly deep voice. When I, what I hear in my own head when I'm talking right now, yeah. it's fairly deep. So then when I listen to myself recorded and I'm a couple of pitches higher than I hear in my head, it's real fucking weird. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like real, like, like to me, I have, I, I can't even, I would have to drop yeah. my voice like this in order to probably sound like what I do in my own head. It's very strange. So. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, mm. I will not be listening to her book on uh, <laughs> audio because that is Yeah, horrific. it's it's very, yeah, it's she just has such a soft voice. And I'm like, are you like this all the time? I have not listened to her podcast yet. Um, and I want to. So I, I figure I was going to try to wait until I like finish the whole book and then I'll start listening to her podcast. So we shall see if her voice is the same. If it is, I don't know how, how I'll, I don't know if I'll be able to stick with it. But um, I'm obviously going to finish the book. I'm really enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. T- times here and there. Actually, that's another thing I wanted to talk about with you specifically. Every so often... I feel like this is maybe an indication of the evolution of Kathleen because (laughs) I love this kind of shit. Like, I love my girl, Brene. I love this Glennon Doyle book. Christy told me about another book that she's reading that she really likes called something I don't remember. What's it called? Um, she's reading Girl on Fire mm. by um, the same girl who wrote Girl Code, uh, Kara Alwil Leba. Leba. Anyway, she's reading Girl on Fire. And so all those kind of like empowerment type books, I'm all about it. But when I was listening to Untamed, I think it was this morning on my way to work, she was t- she was telling um, she was talking about like people clients if you will I guess I'm not sure but like people that she works with who are going through something difficult and she asked them to write a story about like the most beautiful experience they could think of or something and like one of the women that she was talking to has like a child who has like some fatal illness or something and I was like I am all for trying to lift each other up in our darkest moments and yes like tell me that story what's the most beautiful thing you can think of right now to pull yourself out of this dark place but also the other side of that that I find that I grow frustrated with is like shouldn't we also like let people feel what they want to feel and like I don't think there's any shame in sadness or like 
being down so long as you're not like making a career out of it you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like I just get kind of I I do find myself getting a little like eye rolly with the constant positivity it's it it is like that idea of toxic positivity where Mm -hmm. it's like okay sure yes I'm here for all of that but also there is a place because like later in the same chapter or it might be the chapter I'm in right now she talks about how feelings are meant to be felt and I'm like okay but you also just said (laughs) you also just talked about like all the different ways to like not feel sadness essentially and I don't know I you know it's there's two sides to every coin I guess I mean no remember we were just talking about this the other day like with Urban Outfitters um when I was like I you know and this is part of my own growth but being like I am upset about this and Mm -hmm. you know I am going to instead of being like I don't care and you know whatever being like no I do care and I'm upset and to not and like you know and of course was like well you know it's not you and trying to but like not being annoying about it and then like you did the same thing you were like you know this is the other side of it it's not probably not you or this it wasn't meant to be like here's the other side of what you're feeling but neither one of you were like guilt trippy about it do you know what yeah, I'm saying and I remember there the one of the things that I learned from my time at Lush this had to have been after you left because I remember Allie doing like a whole training on it um as the trainer so it, it had to have been after you left there was this course that we did on empathy mm-hmm. for leaders and one of the things I will never forget it was they talked about a thing that I I say a lot is like not rewriting someone else's story mm-hmm. and but the way that they they talked about it was kind of like the situation you're talking about where it like you know you're you are upset about something and it's my it's I'm inclined to say well look at the bright side this 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 and this and the training essentially was like don't do that like let people feel what they want to feel they know there's a bright side let them find it if they wanted to talk to you about the bright side they would and by being like optimistic and silver lining and bright side focused you're changing somebody's story and you're diminishing the thing that they're upset about and saying well you shouldn't be upset about this because look here's the good part of that and that's what you should focus on Mm -hmm. instead and that stayed with me because I was like oh I definitely do that and I think a lot of people probably everybody does that as a response to seeing somebody upset is saying oh look at the bright side or well the silver lining is or oh well at least it's not this you know like you try to make somebody feel Mm -hmm better by pointing out what it's not and it's like can't we talk about what it is you know yep yep and like and like doing both you know of the reality of it is yes it sucks here's a fact yes it you know it's okay to feel like that here's a fact like peppering in kind of things Mm -hmm. as well is really good but like no I really I um I hate that (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I I honestly, I used to be way more like super positive, optimistic. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The world we live in has hardened me a bit um, where I'm way more of a, I don't want to say I'm a bummer, but I am way more of a realist than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really appreciate being able to feel things because then what did I say like two two days ago, three mm-hmm. days ago when I was at work and I was like, these fucking idiots didn't hire me for this thing. That's stupid of them mm-hmm. because I'm really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And so like allowing myself to be really bummed about it for a day, mildly bummed about it for two days and then like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But like whatever for three days. And then at the other side of that, it was like, oh, like, duh, 
Yeah. Like, like I was I was totally good. I was like, well, that was yeah, that sucks for them. <laughs> right. You know, like it, allowing myself to go through that process, I think, made it a lot better instead of just being like forced positivity down my throat day number one or two yeah can you imagine if you were like upset and I was like well Danny why don't you tell me the most beautiful story you can think of I'd kill you (laughs) I'd fucking kill like that is that is not do not because like like I told when I was really upset I think even before then and like this sounds like a little dramatic to say, but on my really, really bad days, wh- quite literally, I will look to to Andy. And I think I've said this to you before. Like, I, on some days, I have trouble finding joy in anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, by saying that, it it that helps me because it describes how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And then I'll eventually I'll move past it. But, yeah, if you were like, oh, well, tell me about the beautiful <laughs> flowers you planted two days ago in your garden. I would be like, you, what the fuck are you talking I know, about? I know. Like, stop that. I would. No, nah, I, I can't. It, the, it's the fake positivity. And because also, generally speaking, I found that is not sustainable. And no. that also bothers me. Like, if you did that to me and then three, four days later, you were like, wow, I'm so fucking upset. I'd be like, oh, yeah. What about those beautiful fucking moments, you idiot? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's not a sustainable and realistic thing to do. And so it just doesn't seem fair to have that forced positivity on people when, in reality, that's not how you are. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> right. I, I know. Whew. No. I just, tell me about a beautiful moment. Uh, Me stabbing you in the eye. That would be a beautiful moment. That's probably what I would say to you. And then I would probably check if you were drunk. Yeah, right. But anyways, so also let me back, 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 back it up to the got milk thing. Uh, Got milk? Yeah. So an Instagram account that I follow that always posts really funny memes posted some old got milk ads. Um, and I, I like zoomed in to read the captions and the one couple of them but the first one is the got milk ad of jonathan taylor thomas Uh when he when he was a stud you remember Mm -hmm. first of all i also want to say i'm sure we talked about this you know a couple years ago when we talked about the got milk ads and the milk i think it's the milk floods episode Mm -hmm. um that milk mustache is so offensive. Oh, I know. Because that's like that's not milk. (laughs) Like what is that? What is that? Um, okay, so, but Jonathan Taylor Thomas's says, and I quote, <clears throat> Sure, I'm young, but I know a lot about girls. Stuff they don't even know. Like, 8 out of 10 don't get enough calcium. Big mistake, but easy to fix. Just get at least 3 glasses of milk a day. It has a lot of calcium to help bones grow strong. Of course, milk helps me, too. I look older with a mustache. <laughs> It is dark in your in your room, so I can't see Andy. But I I feel like he's having a reaction. Yeah, he's he's having faces. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so like, first off, yeah, GTT, that that is let's, not milk yeah. on your lip. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, let's unpack that, shall we? Andy, do you need me to send it to you so you can see the 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 cum stash on JTT's top lip? No, okay. Yeah, that's not here. Here, it's you can hear it. <coughs> here, Andy. I'll just see. No, see, he's upset by that. Um, that is not milk. Yeah. So what's on your upper lip is not making you look older or anything um, other than questionable. Um, great. So I'd like to just break it down, like line by line. Sure, sure. If, if, if we can be so kind. Um, sure, I'm young, but I know a lot about girls. I, I think there should be a comma there. Sure, yeah. I'm young. So I, I would yeah. like to unpack that because otherwise, like, sure, I'm young. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I want to yeah. start there. There's, there's no, there's actually like no correct grammar in any of this. No, there's not. Um, But I know a lot about girls. The next line, stuff they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I J- mean, men yeah. know yeah. things about women. Men of, men of all ages. Doesn't even matter that he's young. Well, he no. still knows a whole bunch of shit about girls that they don't even know. Yeah. They come out of the womb knowing things about us. They sure do. Um, uh, eight out of 10 don't get enough calcium. Big mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. That's based in science. Big mistake. Mm -hmm. But but easy to fix. Don't you worry. JTT's got you. (laughs) Um, you drink those three glasses of milk a day. You're going to get all your calcium to grow big, strong bones. Mm -hmm. Milk helps him too. He looks older with a mustache. I. It's filthy. Like it's so who? filthy. These are like how old was he? Um. Uh, let's see. Uh. Let's see when that ad came out. That ad came out in uh nineteen ninety seven. Mm. Hmm. And uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas would have been sixteen years old. Okay. <laughs> so that's child porn. Oh my god, he's 16 years old. Yeah, that's Holy that's child shit. porn. Mhm. Do we are sexualizing an actual factual child there? That is a 16-year-old boy who knows more about girls than girls do mm-hmm. and has a cum stash. <sighs> and but don't worry. The cum stash <sighs> makes him look older. And like all of these are really bad. Did you get the rest of them? Yeah, well, so the next one, um, the the uh, Vena, Venus and Serena Williams, which is an LOL mm-hmm. because they don't drink milk now, or Serena doesn't at least. Mm-hmm. Um, one cup, two straws. <laughs> <laughs> one cup, two straws. Which is definitely like a joke from what was it? Two girls, one two cup. Two girls, one yeah. cup. <laughs> Andy's light came on to to confirm. Two girls, one cup. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, and then on the bottom, what's the best way to toast my sister's victory with milk? Oh, hold on. My screen went dark. Um, it has nine essential nutrients active bodies need. For best results, of course, serve in a silver cup. <laughs> and then after that, we've got the Hanson brothers, uh, who were definitely also inappropriately aged. I was just going to say, sure. what are they like? 13 that little one that little one um oh this one is also directed at women what do we drink when we write songs milk (laughs) (laughs) one more time what was that cat milk 
And you should too, because eight out of 10 of you don't get enough calcium. And we learned from JTT that eight out of 10 girls don't get enough calcium. Yep. But again, at least three cold, ice cold glasses a day will give you bone, will give you, give your bones lots of calcium to grow strong. In fact, we aren't sure what's getting bigger faster. Oh my God. Oh my God. Our new single or our brother Zach. Wink. <laughs> That's what it says. It does say that. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. No. And then we've got poor Brittany, little baby Brittany next to grown Brittany. And it just says grow up. That one's whatever. Which, again, last- though, like, keep in mind, little baby Brittany is a child still. Like- right. Yes. Yes. And grown Brittany is probably also uh in 1999 britney would have been 18 years old Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she and jtt were born in the same year uh the next one i'd like to read which part would you like to read (laughs) i'm definitely i i mean i i shared qualities of both um but i think between the two of us you're more the phoebe and i'm more the rachel okay uh, I would agree because <laughs> everyone's always said of that running thing, like that gif of yeah. Phoebe running. So I'll, I'll read Phoebe here. Okay. <clears throat> We're such good friends. If I got invited to a big holiday, what? A big Hollywood party? <laughs> I'd call you the minute I got home. Or if you had stuff on your face, I'd tell you sooner or later. Right. Like now, sort of. But this is... This is to tell more women to drink skim milk. It has all the calcium without the fat. Well, isn't that what friends are for? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Mm-hmm. So we're target. I mean, yeah. Okay. You're growing. So sure. The idea is to target teens or kids because you're. that's when your body's changing. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it's also very obvious that it's the most vulnerable group. Too in the way of like image, <laughs> you know, and you're using all of these people that are like, yeah, they were heartthrobs, you know, or that like every single one of them is probably at some point considered a heartthrob, or I guess Austin Powers is the only one that's a bit weird in that way, but like all the rest of them. So you're like, oh my God, I love Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, well, he's telling me to drink milk. I want a milk stash like right. JTT, right? You know, so. It's a whole lot of propaganda bullshit. Yeah, and there's like, I mean, they. I feel like we probably discussed this the last time, but they did another round of these like fairly recently because like there's a Rihanna. Yeah. Um, there's like some more like current, like recently Kelly Clarkson. Like there's some more more currently famous people. I mean, I was surprised at Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's got a couple. So... Don't drink milk from cows, people. Mm-hmm. It's not meant for you, and it's gross. Beyonce. Oh, what does Freddie Prince Jr. say? Oh, my God. Make it big. That's all it says. It's not clever. That's, yeah. <sighs> I would say I'm glad we don't do that anymore, but I'm sure another round will come out. Dr. Especially with the dairy Phil. industry struggling. I know. Oh, Misha so. Barton. This is probably when she was on the OC. I'm going to send this one to you guys because there's something very strange happening with her lip. Her milk her milk stash is definitely not a milk stash. I mean. It's not anyway, but I don't know what's going on there, Misha. It's re- really bad Photoshop. Oh, yeah. That one's really weird. Oh, Andy sent us a fun fact. 
Um, yeah, first of all, that is very weird. I don't know what's up with that. I don't... Nope. Um, and Andy said... Oh, yeah. Tofu and edamame are both rich in calcium. Half a cup of tofu prepared with calcium has 86% of the RDI, while one cup of edamame packs 10%. I eat so much tofu and so much edamame. Like, I'm yeah. set. You know what goes good with edamame? peanut rolls yeah or those tofu rolls then you're getting all your calcium there you go mm-hmm. this little those tofu skins stuffed mm-hmm. with rice yeah give them to me so there you go folks pro tip i mean we should make some oh man all right all right hear me out what if we do our <laughs> own got tofu ads instead let's of got do milk? it let's do it that'd be funny i think we should do that all right, we're doing it. It's probably going to really, be cat eating tofu. But. Well, I was going to say that really ties into the photo shoot we've been wanting to do forever where we just eat food really seductively. Boom. That can be our got tofu ad. There we go. You heard it here, folks. Look forward to that in the future. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, as good a place of any, as any to yeah. kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. We'll turn a, I'll turn a light on so that I can see. Um. Yes. I know, we're both just straight up sitting in the dark. Sitting in the dark. <laughs> ah! Excuse me, Andy. Did you not know that my stigmatism sometimes has light flares at night? I just did that to be. He's making a face. Okay. Uh, yeah, All no, right, I can well, see him now. Um, folks, if you want to listen to past episodes, you can do so at the vspot.fm. You can slide into our DMs. You can email us. You can talk to Andy on Twitter so that maybe he stops being so strange in real life. Um, 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 we'll post, I will post the pizza picture and Kat will eat some more tofu. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she will. And uh, that's, I guess, all she wrote. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, then. There's a weird thing happening in the tree outside. Okay, so <laughs> I swear I'm okay. There's, just before we sign off, I want to share with everybody here that <laughs> it's like I see a face in the tree. What? Are you okay? <laughs> There's the way that the leaves of, and branches of this tree are together. There looks like there's two little eyes and a mouth. Oh my god, you're not okay. We gotta go. I'm <laughs> not okay. We've gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>